The Mets keep winning. The Phillies win the game they're supposed to win. And the team that was supposed to be the big victor of the trade deadline can't seem to get out of their own way. This is Locked On MLB. You are Locked On MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Where's my graphic? Can't find my graphic. Well, you know what you can do. You can call me Sully. There it is. Sorry, my computer got stuck. I hate to pull back the curtain to let you know that sometimes I have to press these buttons myself. I am obviously a very skilled video maker. That's why I got a Emmy nomination for my troubles. Uh, I've been a comedian, a writer. I've been a podcaster of baseball for over a decade now, and now I'm doing my work here at the Lockdown Podcast Network. This show is being dropped on the 9th day of August 2022. We're almost in mid-August, folks, and uh, some things are starting to come to fruition, and we have to come to grips with some very hard truths in terms of the things that you can say to yourself as a fan to try to make yourself, I don't know, feel better about bad things. I'll explain what I mean by that. Uh, by the way, follow us on all your podcasting platforms. You tell your smart device to play podcast, Lockdown MLB, or check out some of the other great shows of the Lockdown Podcast Network including Locked On Yankees with a fantastic Stacey Gatsoulias. By the way, if you follow me on Twitter, well, follow us on Twitter at Locked On MLB uh, Pod, same handle for Instagram. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter. There you go. Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Uh, not that this has to do with baseball, but it's uh, Stacey Gatsoulias, who is the host of Locked On Yankees. Uh, last year, the two of us did a non-baseball podcast. Uh, Stacy hosts a show called No Duh, which is about basically uh, Gen X and uh, the pop culture that we grew up with. And we did an episode about the movie Xanadu. And the only reason I bring that up is the fact that uh, the star of Xanadu, Olivia Newton-John, great star, great singer, uh, just died yesterday. And uh, I posted on Twitter the episode that we did. So if you want to hear two Lockdown podcast hosts, Talk about something non-sports related, but just sort of about that. You know, go check it out. It's a fun episode, especially for those of you who enjoy 80s movies and great, great music. Okay, back to business. Oh, I want to just uh, take care of a couple other uh, business things. The episode that I recorded the other day from the uh, airport when I, and I had to just spend more time in airports over the last few days than I care to admit. Uh, I want to apologize. There was a... a a sound issue with that episode. Uh, apparently, the airport Wi-Fi was uh, was for free, and we got our money's worth. Um, the signal wasn't very strong, and unfortunately, the quality of the sound recording we got from it was was not great. So I apologize for that uh, technical problems we had. I recorded some episodes of of Lockdown MLB from Philadelphia. And uh, I, I hope you're going to find them fun. I think they turned out pretty, pretty interesting. 
uh, did something on location. I went to a game at Citizens Bank Ballpark, and it was a game where Kyle Gibson took a no-hitter into the seventh inning. It was a pretty exciting game. But the thing I, I found interesting about that game was between Philadelphia and the Nationals is that the Phillies scored four runs in the first. They hit three home runs in the first inning. And my friend who was watching the game with, who was a Phillies fan, said to me, I'm, I feel badly for the Nationals. And you know what? You kind of had to. I mean, this is a truly, this is a gutted team. And we were looking at a squad that really felt like a minor league squad. There were a bunch of names up there that I'm like, well, like I don't know who this person is. The one player who's still left over from the World Series champion who, who played on the, at the game that I was at was Robles, the center fielder, who misplayed Real Muto uh, double into a triple. Um, and a couple of days later, Patrick Corbin, as I mentioned in the other show, he pitched and got bombed. Uh, the Phillies just made mincemeat out of the Washington Nationals. Um, the four-game sweep, the first game was a 10-inning was a game where the Nationals you know, played tough, but the, the Phillies won that game 5-4. Then there was the game I was at, final score 7-2. Then the Phillies scored six runs in the first and won 11-5. And then on Sunday... They had two different five-run rallies to win 13-1. to And they had Monday off, and they're going to play the fish uh, as Miami comes in on uh, their playing starting at uh, 7.05 East Coast time today. Now, look it. Yeah, the Phillies are solidifying their wild-card spot by beating up a team that traded away their top player. But do you know what? That's one of the ways you have to get into the playoffs. You have to win the games you're supposed to win. I mean, look at what happened with the Yankees last year, them losing to Baltimore so many times. It torpedoed their season. The bunch of key losses that the Giants had in 1993 to Colorado prevented them from winning the division. And maybe that team would have gone on to win the World Series because they were a hundred-some-odd win team. You know, you have to win the games you're supposed to win unless we forget that the the Phillies started the season by the end of May. They were, you know, they were what, nine or ten games under 500. You know, Joe Girardi had the team at, uh, when he got canned, they were seven games under 500. So when you're trying to dig yourself out of that hole, you have to beat up the squads that are just not any good. So look at it. And again, I, I, I'm a broken record of this because I was a fan of Girardi as a manager. I didn't think he should have been fired by the Marlins. I don't think he should have been let go by the Yankees. But give Rob Thompson some credit. They're, thir- they're what, they're 20 games uh, above 500 under Rob Thompson. So, you know, I mean, obviously, it wasn't the best fit. I hope Joe Girardi gets another job. I do think he's a talented manager, but clearly the right fit is here. They're doing this, and the bulk of these games are without Bryce Harper. So, you know, good for the Phillies. Good for the Phillies for winning the games they're supposed to win. And, you know, while we're at it, you know, good for the Mets, too. You know, the Mets won again, uh, and it was uh, uh, Bassett. Uh, Chris Bassett threw 114 
pitches in his eight inning victory uh, as a five to one victory, the Mets over the Reds. Again, the Reds stink, but that doesn't matter. The Mets have to win. They, you know, they have to put as much, uh, put their foot down on the gas as much as they possibly can. You know, if you take a look at Bassett through the eight solid innings, Adovino closed the game out. Um, you know, Marte uh, got the big home run. Naquin got the triple. I love triples. And it was close. It was, it was three to one going into the eighth, and the Mets pulled away. And you got it one, you have to give Buck Showalter uh, an unbelievable amount of credit for what he's done with the Mets. I'll tell you it, a big thing. Now, of course, them having Scherzer back helps, and the fact that DeGrom looked terrific the other day. You know, even he didn't go six innings, but do you know what? He let up one hit over five, was it five and a third, five and two thirds, and struck out a ton. You know, to have that weapon is really, really valuable. Well, remember the Braves who had a massive winning streak earlier in the year, and then they made a big-time run at the Mets. And when the Mets lost to San Diego on Saturday, uh, July 23rd, the Mets were only half a game ahead of the Atlanta Braves. And it looked like, oh, my God, here we go again. A late July, early August swoon by the Mets is going to cough up the division title for the second straight year. And so I want to just tell you something. After that day, the Mets have played uh, 15 games and have won 13 of them. They're 13-2 and two since the Braves started sniffing at them and they were only half a game out. And it looked like when, you, when they woke up that morning, the Braves could have leapfrogged the Mets and reclaimed first place. And with that, the Mets have put on the aft thrusters. And by the way, the Dodgers have also put on the aft thrusters with a 12 to 12 and three record, and the Phillies with an 11 and three record. They've been pushing the buttons and pushing forward. So, you know, as great as Thompson's done with the Phillies, uh, I still believe Buck Showalter is the National League Manager of the Year, just based on the fact that with the obstacles thrown at him, the injuries thrown at him. He has made the Mets a team that just gets those bursts of energy exactly when they need it. And it's making the National League East really, really intriguing. And that burst of energy, you can get a similar burst of energy if you grab a Built Bar. Now, if you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of the greatest joys you can have. But guess what? There's a new flavor, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate, and it's fantastic. Cookie dough chunk puff have a light, and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the, do- the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Uh, the chocolate ch- cookie dough chunk puffs, say that three times faster, only 160 calories with 15 grams of protein in. That's a lot. Run to built.com, snag a box for you and the family. It'll be the perfect treat. Or you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself. Like all Built Bars, the new Cookie Dough Junk Puff has covered in 100% real chocolate. They're healthy. They're tasty. They're fantastic. What's great about Built is all their bars are made out of collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently. It provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to have that Cookie Dough Junk Puff whenever you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or just to grab a quick bite. 
It's a perfect protein bar and it tastes better than a candy bar, so ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built Bar. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off of your order. Use promo code LOCK15 at Built.com. The Yankees won today. Uh, that was a – you know what? I'm going to say it. It was an important win. We're at the point of the year where games are important wins. And the Yankees had been on a five-game losing streak. And they went to Seattle. You know, they got swept by St. Louis. And in a bunch of those games, they had leads late or they put together some, you know, some big power numbers and still lost all the games to St. Louis. Now, there's a couple of things about that series that is should be alarming to the Yankees. Now, look at the Yankees are still on pace to win about 103, 104, maybe 105 games in that in that general ballpark. They're certainly on pace to be a 100-win team. And as I said when Stacey Gatsoulias was on the show last week, if I had polled 100 Yankee fans at the beginning of the year to say, would you be fine with a 100-win season, I would get 100 yeses, okay? That pace they were on where they looked like they are going to be winning 120 games, that was a mirage, okay? This is still... I think all indications are pointing this is going to be a 100-win team. But here's the deal right now, and this is something for this is something for Yankee fans to keep in mind. We are now 60 less than 60 games left in the season, so that's the equivalent of the amount of games played in April and May. At the end of May, you that's kind of the first time you can say, "Ah, oh, that's a decent sample size," but still. It's not a lot of games. And with that, you got to you got to just start winning. It, it's, at this point, it's binary. There's no ugly wins. There's no ugly, there's no, you know, frustrating losses. It is all binary. You got to win, you got to lose. And there's a critical thing that's happening with the Yankees right now. For most of the season, they had a stranglehold on the best record in the American League. And as it is right now, they are a whopping one game ahead of the Houston Astros. Now, there's roughly 55 games left. If the Astros can play two games better than the Yankees for the rest of the season, less than two months, then if there is an ALCS between the Yankees and the Astros, then the Astros would have home field advantage. Now, look, at home field advantage isn't always that great in baseball, but you want to be able to play that seventh and deciding game at home. And for a big chunk of this year, that was a given for the Yankees. And the way it's going right now, the Yankees are th- they're throwing Cole against Castillo. That's actually a really good pitching matchup. Seattle's p- playing very, very well, and they still have a playoff spot. And they have a little bit of pride. They want to clinch this, too. They want to be able to win these games, too. The Astros are playing the Rangers. Now, this is the beauty of baseball. Normally, you would say that's automatically going to be an Astros victory, especially with Jose Urquidy pitching, who's having a fine season. But Martin Perez is starting for Texas. So it actually looks like it's pretty, you know, a pretty solid matchup there. But the Yankees have to start a winning streak. You know, I said it's never the wrong time to lose 
you know, to win seven games in a row. Well, it's never the right time to drop five in a row. And they've got to, they need to dust themselves off because there's some frustration that's been bubbling over in their starting staff. They wound up getting the the start that they needed from Tyone today, even though he let up a home run in the first. Cole, they need to get a good start out of him. Montas was not exactly a figure of confidence in his first start with the Yankees in against St. Louis the other day. And that was compounded by the fact that the deal that traded Jordan Montgomery for Harrison Bader at first spat in the face of the Yankees with uh, Jordan Montgomery getting the victory against his former team. I'll talk a little bit more about that in the final segment. Now, look it. I'm not saying the Yankees are going to cough up the division. I'm not saying the Yankees aren't going to be a playoff team. But they have not been playing great baseball for a decent chunk. Okay? They had that spectacular start. And yes, they're still, as I said, and I can't emphasize this enough, they are still on pace to have a phenomenal, you know, triple-digit victory season, which every Yankee fan in the world would want to have. Oh, 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 the technical problems we're having today. Uh, Sorry about that. We, in fact, uh, the reason you're not seeing any video for this episode was just because, well, um, I'm having some issues, but I am getting this episode up, and there you go. Um, What I was saying is that the Yankees are on pace to win 100-some-odd games, but they've not been that great over the last month or so. In fact, they were on pace to, when at one point they were, uh, let's see, if that was in early July, they beat the Red Sox in, uh, in a game uh, where in July 8th. And at that point, the Yankees record was uh let's see what was the record the record was 61 and 23 there were nearly 40 games above 500 but since then the yankees record thoroughly mediocre they've only been 10 and 16 since then and that's a sign that look at they're going to win the division and probably win the division healthfully but they better win Every game that they can at this point, it becomes binary. They have to beat up the teams that they're supposed to beat up. They can't go on a prolonged losing streak because you don't want to be in a situation where you are facing the Houston Astros and you're on the road. The fact of the matter is this. The Yankees got off to a great start, but they've not been very special since the All-Star break. And they've gotten some good pitching. But they also made that strange Montgomery deal. You know, bringing in Montas was supposed to build up their pitching depth. But trading away Montgomery reduced the pitching depth. So it was basically a wash. And with the injury issues that could potentially happen to Severino, who's on the DL, you're not, you know, Tyon pitched okay today. And Aroldis Chapman is looking better. So they're getting a little bit of bullpen depth there. But the Yankees can't rest on their laurels that this is going to be a great postseason for them. They are going to be facing teams that some of them will be on a roll. And inevitably, there'll be a team on a roll that gets into that wild card round 
wins those two games and is ready to face the Yankees, who will be rested. You know, the Yankees will be rested, but the other team will be charged up and ready to go. The Yankees have as good a chance of anybody of winning the American League pennant, and they can get just as hot as anyone. And I guess it's good to get your five-game losing streak out now as opposed to having that happen in October. But this isn't pie. You know, it isn't like, oh, we've, I've sliced away this piece, and therefore uh, that'll never come back. You can have another losing streak if you don't get the pitching you need or you don't tie the hitting along with it. And this is a interesting series for the Yankees as they have to hold off the Astros. I know, I know, it's difficult to look too much ahead to the ALCS. But if you have Game 7, trip to the World Series on the line, where do you want to play it? The Bronx or in Houston? Hey, let's pause here to talk about Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sport, eSports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, sports, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline is where the game starts. You know, isn't it interesting that the San Diego Padres were supposed to be the team that I think everybody agreed won the trade deadline? Everybody agreed that the Padres were the team that they got two. I mean, they got the the best chip in the best trade chip we've had in years in Juan Soto, and they added uh, Bader from the Milwaukee Brewers for good measure. And since then. The Padres have been losing. They lost one nothing to San Francisco tonight, and they've been they they won that game uh, on uh, where they won nine to one against Colorado with the new look team. And it looked like oh everything's going to be glorious. And at that time, the uh, the Padres had a, a pretty good stranglehold on their spot in the wild card, and were ready to take aim at. Uh, Atlanta for the top wildcard spot. Well, guess what? They're 0-5 since then. And the weirdest thing about how they're 0-5 is they've only scored seven runs in those five games. The, uh, The acquisition of Juan Soto was supposed to turn this into an offensive juggernaut. Maybe they needed Eric Hosmer. But the fact of the matter is, they can't hit. And again, you know, it's a short sample size of about a week. But do you know what? We don't have, you, know, you don't have enough time to mess around at this point. Especially, let's just remind some about the fact that I mentioned that Philadelphia has won all those games. Well, guess what? The Phillies, the Phillies, did I mention the Phillies are now the second wildcard team? And San Diego, is the third. It was a huge statement series when the Dodgers swept the Padres, as if to say, okay, little brother, those are nice pickups, but we're on an eight-game winning streak, and we're going to have the best record in baseball. 
and they do have the best they're they're gonna have the best record of baseball and push their way through it. And the fact of the matter is that's exactly what's happening. I don't know what's going on with the Padres. They made the trades that everybody wanted, and they're falling on their face. Now, Bob Melvin is a great manager, and hopefully he can dust this team off. But right now, they're only one game ahead of the Brewers. Now, remember, the Brewers are a team who were in first place and looked like they were going to be a division winner and certainly looked like they had the pitching that would go deep into October. And there, if, if, you know, if it turns into a dogfight between those two teams, that's a coin flip, especially, as I mentioned, there's less than 60 games to play. So the Padres better find out a way to score some runs. And uh, I don't know how you can't do it by a trade because the front office can't make a bigger trade than bringing in Juan freaking Soto. Interesting, the, the team that seems to have won the trade deadline at this point, at this early point, is St. Louis. As Quintana and Montgomery have both pitched very well, thank you very much, for their new teams. You know, everyone thought the Padres ran away with it. And again, the Padres could go on a big winning streak and win the World Series, and Quintana and Montgomery may be long forgotten when the World Series champagne is all dried up. But you got to win those games. And so far, the Padres are not only not winning, they're not even scoring, and that makes no sense. But you know what does make sense? The fact that I made it through this episode, technical issues and all. And we're going to talk tomorrow. It looks like tomorrow we're going to talk with our friend Miller Thomas to review the teams and the kind of a power ranking post-trade deadline. And at some point this week, you're going to be listening to the episode I recorded at Citizens Bank Ballpark in Philadelphia. But talking about contenders that are surprisingly slipping away, and the surprising teams that are winning the games they're supposed to win. This has been Locked On MLB for the ninth day of August. We're almost in mid-August, folks. This is when the pennant races really come to fruition. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.